Welcome to Porcelli's Deli Uncensored. I'm Vic Porcelli. That is Ken Williams over there. Uncensored. So saucy. It is saucy. (laughs) And today we're talking about stand-up comedians, so we can say anything. Um, But we just want to remind you to uh, like our podcast. If you could subscribe to it, hit the notification bell so you know you'll get uh, a notification every time we put one up there every Tuesday at around noon. All right, Ken. So today let's talk about stand-up comedians. Are nice. You, are okay. You, are you a big fan or a casual fan of stand-up comedy? I grew up with comedians like uh, Richard Pryor, for example. I loved him, adored him. Um, later on, you know, Dave Chappelle. I like Key and Peele. Mm-hmm. Those guys. Yeah. Um, you know, we can separate them being liberal comedians versus we do it all the time. We do it all the time. And Key and Peele, they're they're pretty liberal. They're great. Yeah. Oh yeah, but they're funny as hell. They're funny as can be. Yeah. The substitute teacher. A. A. Ron. Oh my God! That makes me laugh so hard. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the Obama interpreter. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that one? No. Oh my God! There's one where Obama they're... says very collegiate word, uses very very good, nice, eloquent language, and then the guy, Peel, I think it's Peel. He comes as what he's saying is right. <laughs> and he, he, he does a street. That's so, so funny. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They do one where they're uh, looking at all like Muslim women, you know, with the Everything's covered. The whole body's covered, you know? Yeah, the burqa. And it's like, hey, did you see the bridge of her nose? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, looking good. No, they're good. I like him. Everybody just mentioned I like. Um, for, for me, stand-up comedy has always been a part of my life. Now, keep in mind, my Aunt Doris worked for Ampex Records and Tapes, so I used to get a lot of the DJ copies of stuff before they would be on sale or and for free. And Bill Cosby actually was the first one that I started to listen to and memorize, you know, all of the, all of the things. My mom loved him. He was so funny. Yeah. When, when Jessica and I were, I was going to say first married, I'm sure we weren't even, maybe we weren't even married yet. She got me tickets for my birthday to go see Bill Cosby at Radio City Music Hall. And it was awesome. That whole weekend was awesome. First of all, she's a travel agent. She was a trap. Well, she still is, but that's all she did at the time. And she got us free rooms at the Marriott Marquis in Times Square. And, you know, Ken, when you look back on why did I pick this girl to be somebody I wanted to be with for the rest of my life? Yeah. We were, we had to get a taxi from the hotel to Radio City Music Hall. And so we hail a taxi. It, it stops at the curb. Some guy tries to slip in front of us and get into the cab. My wife elbowed this guy in the chest. Get that's our gets our cap. I was like, oh my god, I love this girl. You That's know? awesome. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, and honestly, stand up comedy is a lot of the reasons why my wife and I are together. You know, because we both had a love of stand up comedy. Now, was it because of the humor aspect of your your relationship, or was it because you both like comedy? Wow, what a great that's such a great question. I think it was first because we both like comedy, and then it turned out to be, you know. Because you're both kind of humorous. Yes. I mean, if you sit there and listen to Vic and Jessica talk, and you, you could just sit back and watch them. I, I mean, I could sit back, and, and when I see you guys together, I could just sit back and go, okay, I'm, I'm seeing how they're reading each other. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so just the other day, Ken, <clears throat> she, she takes medication. You know, we all take medication. And one of the medications she takes, um, the pharmacy didn't have it. They didn't have it in stock, you know, and, and she's got to take this medicine. So if she doesn't, if she feels good, she shouldn't do this. This is the worst thing to do actually as a patient and nurses are the worst patients. If, if she feels okay, she won't take it, you know, and that happens a lot. So she had some left over. 
So she goes, oh, they don't have uh, my pills and stuff. She goes, swear to God, I swear to God. She goes, fortunately, I keep my feathers numbered for just such an emergency. <laughs> All right, so back to stand-up comedy. So Bill Cosby, um, we talk to on the show from 9 to 11 every Monday through Friday on News Talk STL. Mark Mix from Right to Work a lot. And he's a big fan of Bill Cosby, too. And he references the Buck Buck uh, segment where it's a game that they played that they all lined up and other guys would jump on the on the guys. And when it was just too heavy and you fell, you lost, right? Yeah. And he always talks about that all the time. So anyway. Uh, Bill Cosby and then George Carlin entered my life. The first album that I really got into with him was FM and AM. And that's the one with, it's the hippy dippy weatherman. Yeah. I'm now sleep, you hippy dippy weatherman with all the hippy dippy weather, man. And he would say, uh, tonight's forecast, dark, increasing darkness throughout the night. And then tomorrow morning we'll have scattered sunlight. Um, that was about the time that I actually got into him. Yeah. And, and that album is just so great. Actually won a Grammy uh, for Best Comedy Album. And I used to memorize that album, Kent. Memorize it. And then when we'd go out, you know, to drink soft beverages, my friend and I, yeah, uh, yeah. somebody would always say, do George Carlin. And have to do like the, the George Carlin album for them. Um, and and I loved George Carlin back in the past when he was just kind of hippie-dippie weatherman and, you know, wonderful wino. He was a DJ at WINO. Wonderful wino. The big sound in the big town. Wino time. Bing bong. Five minutes past the big hour of five o'clock. Coming up next, we'll play the new single from Crosby, Stills, Nash, Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Sacco, and Vanzetti. Um, so it, it was something that I just loved. And then he got angry, and we talked about that before. Yeah. His, his angry mode, I, I didn't like as much as his just fun mode. So George Carlin, uh, Richard Pryor, uh, I'll be honest, I I liked Richard Pryor until I saw a video that I tell you guys to watch all the time, and it's on Netflix right now, Richard Pryor live in concert from Long Beach, California. Yeah, I watched that. It was great, right? Yeah. Oh, it was awesome, yeah. Now, I liked Richard Pryor until then. Then I loved him. Yeah. I have said that that is the best hour or so special ever. Yeah. And... So, you know, my, my, I got my kids into it. My kids love it. We reference it all the time. And Richard Pryor, he's able to do racial jokes, but in a very fun way, you know? Like he talked about the police dogs that chase the kids. He goes, and those dogs are fast, too. They'll catch the average white boy. You know right, I mean? right. Like that's just a fun thing to say. The thing about Richard Pryor is, and I always love this about him, just from a fan's point of view, the look on his face when he says something. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it was mesmerizing. You knew what he was going to, what he was going after, just by looking at his face. Yeah. How about when he has the heart attack? When he when he feigns having a heart attack on stage? Oh, oh, right. Yeah. I mean, he looks like he's in pain. Yes. You know, um, and he. <laughs> he he talks about the police dogs and he talks about how you know white people that went to go see his show you know and uh he goes and and i love when 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 you guys cuss you are some funny motherfuckers when you cuss <laughs> right and he starts being like the hillbilly hey you're fucking a right buddy yeah yeah <laughs> fucking jerk off I, come on i loved him when he would when he'd be a white guy <laughs> it was it was awesome he goes <laughs> I'm not going to use the word, even though we can, but I won't. 
He says, I love this when white people go to the bathroom, come back and find out that N-word people stole the seats. And then the people are like, I think we were sitting there. Marge, were we sitting there? <laughs> yep, we were sitting right there. We ain't sitting there now, motherfucker. <laughs> so I think that's, I think George Carlin as a whole body of work, greatest ever. And that Richard Pryor, the best one performance ever. That's just my opinion. And then you have to consider comedy, stand-up comedy versus movie comedy. I, I was really into movie comedy back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, airplanes, uh, Young Doctors in Love. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Okay? I haven't. Well, it, it, it's it's a spoof like air, the airplane. Oh, airplane. Okay. But it's just doctors. Okay. Okay. And you've got to check it out. Young Doctors in Love. I will. If you've if you've never seen this, you've got to check it out because it's just like so funny, and it's like, it has some really big names in it actually. Yeah. Um, but the comedy that they would have in those movies, I tell you that I was riveted when I'd wait for those things. I just loved comedy. Yeah. There's a movie. I'll get back to the stand up in a minute. There's a movie called Kentucky fried movie. Yeah. That movie was new when I worked at the movie theater. Okay. So I literally have seen that movie hundreds of times. Yeah. And I think, and it's the guys who made airplane. It's the Zucker brothers who made airplane. Same guys. Another one I, I suggest you watch. All right. So those are our, uh, those are our, Stand-up comedians from the past. Any, uh, well, you said Dave, you like Dave Chappelle. He's certainly super current. Yeah, there's something happened, though. I, Dave Chappelle was, I was really into him when he first came on the scene to, to be big. Mm-hmm. When he was first being noticed, like, on Comedy Central and all that, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, Dave, Dave Chappelle's going to be on. He did these skits that were amazing. Mm-hmm. Then he left. He somehow freaked out. Something happened. Yeah, 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 you're right. And he, he like, re, I guess, reevaluated his life, and mm-hmm. he got out of it for a while. But then he came back, and he was just as strong. as, mm-hmm. and, But he had a knowledge, and he was more profound when he would do his comedy. Yeah. Not, so, not so jerky boy style, you yep. know what I mean? Yep. And, and let me tell you, that period that you're talking about really got him attention, all in a negative way that didn't hurt him. It only helped him. Yeah. Right? Right. When he talked about trans people, he doesn't like, you know, trans people right. and stuff like that. So it got him attention that you would think would be in a bad way, but uh, somebody m- much smarter than I said, even bad publicity is, is publicity. Yeah. All right. All right. So a couple of guys I want to talk about, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, Sebastian Maniscalco, you know, love Sebastian Maniscalco. Um, he is Italian, right? Sicilian. Um, and he does a lot of Italian jokes, really a lot of Italian jokes. And one of them is, the first car that he owned, he said, my father, as soon as I got it, my father hung this big red horn from the rearview mirror. Just a big red horn. Have you ever seen those? It's yeah. Like Italian horn? Yeah. And I said, well, you know, what's this? This looks like, he goes, that's for the eye, the malocchio. So nobody gives you the eye. He goes, what eye? The fucking eye! <laughs> and Italians think, and this is true, by the way, we are such idiots that we think that somebody can give us bad luck just with a look, you know? So you have to have defense mechanisms, so you hang the, the pepper, you know? He goes, I went out with girls that weren't even Italian, and they would say, why do you have a red pepper hanging from your rearview mirror? What's that all about? <laughs> he goes, no, it's for the demons, you know? So nobody looks at you and cripples your soul. It's so crazy that we do believe that. Now, I don't have any Italian references, but I'm from a big Irish family, mm-hmm. and they do the same shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are... There's just my mother. My mother was so superstitious, Vic. I'd be walking down the sidewalk with her, and she'd don't step on those cracks; they'll break your mama's back. Wow, that's the way she was. Yeah, I mean, she was very 
old Irish, five foot one maybe. Uh, I don't. I don't want to get too off the comedy thing, but as an athlete, you must have had some superstitions. Many. Oh yeah, a certain way that I would wear my jacket on on, on which sleeve. You know. Right. Right. Um, there was a, a part of the bench that I would not sit on because I funny? lost one game there, and yeah. damn it, I would go to the other side of the whole bench. Right. Yeah. Uh, League of Their Own. You like that movie, right? Oh yeah. When Alice won't change her socks because he thinks it's bad luck. <laughs> and everybody tells her. So talking about, you're killing me, Alice. You're goddamn killing me. <laughs> All right. And then there's a new guy. that So Sebastian Maniscalco, I absolutely love him. Um, there's a new guy that I've been watching at the behest of our boss, uh, Jeff Allen. His name is Nate Bargatze. Okay. And by the way, that's an Italian name. He said that is an Italian name. Okay. Uh, but he's not. He's so not Italian. I mean, he's from Tennessee. He talks like a guy from Tennessee. And his... I, I can't put a finger on what makes it so lovable, but his, because if you look at the jokes that Nate Bargatze says, just written out on paper, you'd be like, oh, what the fuck? It's not funny at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But him saying it makes it very funny. So one of his specials, he says he's from Old Hickory, Tennessee. And he goes, Old Hickory, Tennessee is named after President Andrew Jackson. And he was being interviewed by somebody for radio or TV. And he's saying, you know, I always say, it. I, I don't know why, I just always say, you know, it's named after Andrew Jackson. And the guy stopped me and he said, hey, wait a minute, you know, Andrew Jackson was a bad guy. And he goes, oh, well, we didn't like know him or anything like that. You know what I mean? We didn't go to his house or anything like that. Hmm. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of married jokes. And he, he when you're a stand-up comedian, Ken, and you're married, your wife is going to come up in the act. Oh, absolutely. There's no way she won't come right. up in the act. right. So there's, they're, they're flying from two different locations, her and her daughter, and then him, and they're going to meet in Fort Lauderdale's airport. So he calls his wife and he says, what time do you leave? She says, noon. Well, it's 1130, so I don't think you're going to make it. She goes, I don't, Laura, I don't even think you know what an airport is. If, if the plane was in our driveway, you wouldn't make it. <laughs> and, and he goes, uh, it's not my it's not my wife's voice, you know. That would be terrible, you know. My wife's voice, like even in marriage counseling, we're like, can can you hear it? Right? Can you hear it? It's just not fun. <laughs> and I, I think he's great, and he's got a whole bunch of specials, and he talks about getting old. Ken, we're all getting old, right? Yeah. He's only, he's only forty three, and oh. he's talking about how old he's getting. But he says, you know, you know, if I'm hanging out with a kid in his twenties, yeah, we're just some young guys kicking it. And then a guy comes by and says, he's 45. Get out of here, old man. <laughs> Can you imagine Nerva him hanging with us? Come on, let's go sit down for a little bit. <laughs> That's the best part of it is how many times, let's just sit down for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Even just standing sometimes is, is too much. So Nate Bargatze, uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Uh, I just started watching a new guy named Mike uh, Vecchione, uh, another Italian guy. He starts his whole act by saying, I'm sorry, that I look like every cop that's in trouble right now. <laughs> and that's it. That's like, that's not even a part of his thing, but he's really funny too. Uh, I think when you, when you um, have a comedian that you really like, a lot of it is they're just their, 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 their standalone facial expression. Absolutely. I Ken. think it's like, I call it, well, like with me, it's called the resting bitch face. I, my face. I, I don't is, think you have a resting. Well, mine. Face, I. I do. I think I do. <laughs> but but just just someone you can look at them if they're a comedian and you know. Well, part of it is because of your face just right. being the way it is. Right. It's just interesting. And it's funny. You know my thing about I don't like your face, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I don't like your face, 
I'm, I'm going to be right nine out of ten times that you're a dickwad. You know <laughs> right, what I mean? Right. And there's a guy named Anthony Jezelnik. I don't know if you know him or not. Mm-mm. He is a fucking asshole. I hate him. Hate him. Jezelnik sounds like pencil neck. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's Anthony pencil neck. Exactly right. So have some fun. Go on Netflix. The uh, the Nate Bergazzi's. He's got uh, two specials on um, Netflix and one on Amazon Prime. I think all of uh, Sebastian Maniscalco's are all on Netflix. And Ken, I am telling you that Richard Pryor Live in Concert is on Netflix. So if you have it, you don't have to spend another dime. Yeah. And you will laugh your ass off. No, it's, it's true. That that was really authentic. It was ju- that That's a classic right yeah, there. Yeah. And it's it's 2% racial humor, and that's funny. Well, you know, they say that wokeism has is, is made comedy die. Maybe we can bring it back again just by even just by talking about it like we're doing right now. Yeah, and, and inspiring people to go watch some stand-up comedy. My God, have some fun. And don't be offended. Don't be offended. I mean, you know, th- there are jokes about Italians that I, I, I laugh. I get it. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's me. I, I do that, you know? So, you know, don't be, don't be so goddamn uh, sensitive about everything. Yeah. You don't know? be a snowflake. Don't be a fuck face. <laughs> I said snowflake, but that's okay. What'd I say? <laughs> fuck face. Oh, well, don't be either one. Don't okay. be a snowflake and don't be a fuck face. <laughs> right. It's easy. It's easy formula. Easy, easy peasy. <laughs> All right. Listen, thanks for listening. It's Porcelli's Deli uncensored uh ken williams and i will be back next week with another edition please like our podcast subscribe to it hit the notification bell and you'll help us out that way and tell your friends by the way share it with yeah, your friends that tell would your really friend. help tell your yeah. friends tell your friends and family warn them all right uh we'll see you next time on porcelli's deli uncensored fuckers <laughs>